We are down. Of course we are. We're always on. We're always on. We're live on air. Always to on. To the million. Yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome to Ale Tales, a monthly sort of podcast about craft beer in real ales with a... Mm, Susan what now of irreverent banter. A Susan what? Susan what now. Oh. Yeah. Here we are, Daniel. What are we doing now? Back in the game for... London Calling, as London this episode is calling. called. London Calling, Little what? focus on capital beers, aren't we? Absolute capital. Capital <laughs> tales. <laughs> uh, welcome to this capital tale. Um, Starting off with a classic. Yes. Bant. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so what you's been up to then? For me, yeah. this, that and the other lad. Been doing quite a bit. Wow. That yeah. says nothing and everything at the exactly. same time. That's that's the way I like to roll. I'm sure the listeners would like to, to divulge a tiny wee bit more. Okay, well, uh, I have been... Uh, what have I been doing? Not drinking. Not drinking enough, that's definitely true. I had January off, the Awful. beverages. Why? Yes. I don't know. I went back to Dubai. Mm. I don't know why I did that either. Also the capital of beer. Apart from that, yeah, exactly. No beers there. And, and, and I bought a house. That's good. And yes. And I am going to have a baby. This is something worth celebrating. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> Hooray. Absolutely. So, yeah, we've been, we've been pretty quiet. What have you been up to? <laughs> I don't know, really. Trying uh, to, I've got like a pedometer on my phone now, so I've been trying to walk 10,000 steps every day and I've been failing miserably. 10,000 miles? 10,000 steps every day. Okay. Although I did walk from York to um, that there, whatchamacallit, Helmsley, Aye. which was 30 miles in one day. So I've done that. Yeah, well done. That but was incredible. I've been having a little sprinkling of beers. Mm. As you did do something else in December continues. that we have not oh, yeah. previously discussed. We have previously alluded to in previous alluded episodes. Alluded to, but yeah. Yeah, No, we happens. haven't discussed. Yes, I am now a married man. Yes, yes. So, yeah. How's that going? So far, so good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm good. doing as I'm told. You, you've got to say that, though, you? <laughs> you've got to say that. Yeah. Uh, no, all good. So, uh, yes, life-affirming couple of months, Daniel. I know, um, yeah. But it's not left much time for the tales of ale so that's why we've been away for far too long yes our apologies i know we you know our fans have been clamoring for us to get back on the airwaves literally inundated with silence so (laughs) so here we are back once again with the renegade master thank you for finishing that off for me you're welcome so we are here as benjamin has previously said to drink some beverages of the southern fairy variety from that there london london and we have a wonderful mixture, uh, and I will now tell you in great depth what they are. Not in great depth, just very briefly. Go so the first it. beer we're going to look at is Brick Brewery uh, X Fallen Brewing. I'm going to taste it. I'm not just going to look at it. Why would you only look at it? You just said the beer we're going to look at. <laughs> I think we need to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called Starting on Heaven. Starting on Heaven. Starting on Heaven. Okay. okay. Uh, which is a session hell, hellers? Mm. Hells? Hells. 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 Yeah. 3.8% uh, 
A B V Sessiony Bastard. Followed by a boxcar brewery uh, IPA called Home Over There, which is 6.5%. Then we are on to BBNO, which stands for <laughs> Best Barbecue <laughs> No. <laughs> What does can't that actually remember. stand for? Can't you remember. can't remember. No, I can't remember. Oh, neither can I, actually. <laughs> it stands for b- 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 Beer Without Borders. That's the... Brewing Without Borders. Brewing, brewing Borders... No. I don't know. What should we call it? How about when we actually get to that beer, we'll tell you exactly what it means. But in the meantime, <laughs> we are utterly useless, as is usually the case. Number four is Hamilton Brewery's Chicha. That was Chica. Hamilton, not Hamilton. <laughs> Chica or Chicha? Chicha? Why not? Yeah, sure. And it's playful. a Maze Morada Sour 4.9% ABV. Oh, and then we have a wild card beer, which actually oh, yes. I won't tell you just now what it's going to be. <laughs> but and from that, that, they yeah. that is our plan of action. So on with the first beverage. Yes. And as we do, as Ooh. we partake with the Brick Brewery X Fallen Brewing, starting on Heaven Session Hells, mm. uh, 3.8%, we will um, do a wee bit of news. Well, we? I would like, before we dive into that, I would like to mention a beer service I've been using recently, which um, some of you may have heard of, uh, Beer Bods. I got it as a gift subscription, which was very kind. Uh, it's a present from last year, actually, if I just got around to using. But um, basically what it is, I got a nice big box of 12 beers delivered to my doorstep. I love a nice big box. Absolutely. And um, in that there box, 12 beers. And the idea is you drink one beer on a Thursday night each week. Um, as dictated by beer bods and you tune into a live YouTube or social media um, broadcast of them discussing said beer with a community of people and a little bit of a live chat. It's really cool. Mm. Loved it. Yeah, you were very, very excited about it and it seems like a really good way of drinking beer. Yeah, and you feel like... With other people and asking questions and having answers provided to you and discovering new stuff it's really good and uh, yeah Beer Bod's pretty cool it was started by a guy called Matt who um, basically got a bunch of friends together to drink beer in a shed on his family farm I think I love a shed and um, it's now become the biggest beer subscription service in the UK I believe it's no yeah got taken over by um, Brewhawk Beerhawk last right. year okay um, and they're based out of Weatherby so local to us in New yeah, York. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm enjoying it very much. Cool. I would heartily recommend it. Check out the guys at beerbods.co.uk. Yeah. Um, Once again, this is not actually a paid endorsement. I it's not. We, no, we've just mentioned sharing a good other experience. subscription services before. But uh, yeah, it is It is something that I think I, I would be interested in. Uh, I think it sounds really nice. But it's just another example of how the craft beer scene has taken a foothold in this country and people are drinking it in a discerning way and willing to talk about the flavours, profile and Mm. the provenance of beer and it brings people together and it's a nice positive forum on social media to bring people together, which is what beer's all about. We are discerning drinkers. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Well, how long did we spend in said beer shop today buying... That's true. Our choice selection. That's true. Absolutely. So before we get on to the news, why don't I tell you a little bit about Brick Brewery? 
please which do. Would you like to know? Oh, please do. So they Are say. Are we allowed to taste this now? Uh, yeah, you can do. Have Good. a little sip while I tell you the story. Oh. They say we take inspiration from around the world, creating lagers from the Czech Republic, bold IPAs and pale ales from North America, and porters and the best bitter from our own shores. We even brew imperial stouts and dippers for that extra something. Mm. For each style, the process and ingredients are the same. We mash, we malt, barley, hot liquor, making a porridge-like consistency. We sparge, or louter, rinse with more hot liquor. We boil the wort, adding hops for flavour and aroma. We chill the wort to 17 degrees C for ales and 12 degrees C for lagers. And finally, add the yeast to turn all the sugars into CO2 and alcohol. Each beer is differentiated by the different malted barley, hops, and yeast. Simple. And this particular beer, according to... The untapped uh, description says, in collaboration with Brick Brewery as part of the Three Peaks Challenge collaboration beers, this is a super light and sessionable German-style Hell's Lager. Using Wehrmann malt, its refreshing body has an added depth of vitreous flavour from dry hopping with... Citrus. No, it says vitreous. It says citrus on the can. Okay. Maybe whoever wrote this is a dipshit. <laughs> or it had too many. Uh, with Mandarina... Bavaria and Idaho 7. Name starting on heaven as our three peak challenge in July 2019 began at Ben Nevis, Gaelic translation, Mountain of Heaven. Okay, whatever that means. I think whoever wrote this was either not English or <laughs> drunk. But <laughs> or possibly both. Maybe. But let's uh, have you tried you, it? Yeah, what, what, what do you make, just before you do try it, what do you make of the Hell's style beers? I've got to admit, they are for me. I generally think of a Hells as a poor man's Pilsner. Why? Explain that to me. Because typically the flavour profile is very simple. You tend to be quite refreshing and vaguely sessiony, but there's not a lot of depth to them, which is why I would dip into a Hells mm. as a they're a good table beer, for example. They're a good one to have with a meal, um, but I wouldn't. So it's, it, I, you know, uh, I, I would maybe start the night on one, but I wouldn't come to it later in the night. A Hell's is generally what you get in like Munich or whatever in a big Stein, right? Uh, well, yeah, but they, they, they they're big on pilsners too. So, yeah, yeah, no, you you do see a lot of Hell's in Bavaria. Yeah. Bavaria is Bavaria. that what you call it when you've been there twice? Oh, <laughs> it's more than twice. Uh, oh, more than twice. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, the first flavour note to hit my palate is yeah. honey. Yeah, I'm getting get the sweetness. I'm getting. I'm definitely getting sweetness. Um, I mean, it doesn't have much on the nose, does it? Not a huge amount. Mm. It's light, it's crisp. It's refreshing, but yeah, the sweetness comes through. It delivers as a as a house. It you know, I think they've achieved that style quite nicely. Mm. Um, I do like the little sweet twist to it. Yeah, it's got a. An element of haze to it, actually. It does, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's pretty lively clear. as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite highly carbonated. Mm. It's nice, you know. It's a nice, um, nice sort of launch pad, isn't it? It is. It is. Yes, nice uh, low ABV to get us started today, Squire. Quite well done, brick. <laughs> brick <laughs> from and fallen. Oh yeah, I thought you meant brick from. Uh, Anchorman. No. Uh, so the musicals is what? What is the news? When is what? the news? Where when is the news? How is the news? Mm. Um, I can tell you something newsy. 
Please I do. can tell you about a man who went on a never-ending pub crawl. How I many bet? Do you know, like, the never-ending mm. story? Yeah. Do you think that was in his head the whole time? Possibly. But, you know, that never... No, it did end. It wasn't never-ending. So I reckon his pub crawl did, <laughs> did end. Yeah. So it's a misnomer, isn't it, really? Anyway, I digress. I mean, technically, the man probably will go to another pub again, so he could technically say his pub crawl is never-ending, so sure. whatever's in it. Sure. Uh, but this story is by, from Ben Townsend at the Manchester Evening News. Thank you, Ben. Um, <laughs> this fella, um, Kurt Stevens, uh, apparently went into town with his wife and spotted a bar which he'd never seen before. Despite living in Manchester for around 40 years, he realised he hadn't been a very adventurous drinker. So at the age of 44, he decided that um, off of January... Last year, he'd set out and visit 100 different bars around Manchester City Centre. Um, basically, escalated quickly. And since then, he reckons he's been to more than 500 Manchester bars <laughs> since last January. What Jeez. is... Hold on, where's, where's the old calculator on this here phone? So, 500 divided by, what are we? Call it 14 months. I mean, that is 35 pubs a month. So that's at least one a day. At least one a day. Okay. Yeah. I mean, damn. And didn't it, it, as you said, it escalated, didn't it? So he went through a phase of going to like 200 in a couple of months or something. So. Yeah, madness. He clearly just got a taste for it and, and went off on one. I also pointed out in that article that he looked reasonably okay <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> and by the end, he looked about 10 years older, even though it had been about <laughs> 15 a few months. Years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I can actually go one better than that. I mean, this guy has spread it out over 50 years, but he's... uh, Can you guess? In fact, you don't even need to guess because you already know, but can you remember how many pubs or bars he's been to? I can't remember the number, actually, but it's significant. (laughs) 11,000 pubs in 50 years. I don't know what's more mind-blowing the fact that he's been to that many or the fact that he's actually kept a record that he's been to that well, many. Well, exactly. This this is the thing. It's, it's a real hobby, isn't it? Uh, so this comes from The Mirror um, by Richard Alt. Nice one, Rich. Uh, nice. Yeah, thanks, Rich. And the fantastically named Rob Cocker, 68, travels by train to areas he has not visited and samples the booze in up to 16 hostelries per day. So The Mirror says. His 11th thousandth pub on, was 16 per day per day sometimes in up to 16 pubs per day because his 11th 11th how do you say 11th thousand that's it yeah i did it well done. was the albion ale house in standish greater manchester there seems to be something about manchester <laughs> that encourages this behavior <laughs> so beer lover rob cocker has been on a bar crawl for nearly 50 years uh he's sunk an ale in every city in england travels by train uh, and samples booze in up to 16 pubs a day. Drinking in the same place all the time didn't appeal to me. I've always been a bit of a stato. And I used to write down the name of the pubs I drank in on the back of a fag packet and I kept a diary. So I started looking for pubs not been to before. Probably 98 or 90% of them are camera pubs. Um, Rob, who sports his hometown club, Stoke City. Good on him. Mm. My pub hopping season starts in March. If Stoke uh, have don't get a game I'm on an all dayer have not got a game yeah uh, I'll do 14 16 different pubs I usually have a half and then do uh, and then on to the next one so he's only doing halves in each one that's still 7 pounds a yeah. day 
Truro in Cornwall whee, was the last of the 51 cities in England he visited for a drink. There you go. Well, that is that is very, very impressive, I would say. I mean, it's impressive in a way, but I mean, is that a pub crawl or is that alcoholism? <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, you know, he's probably these fellas have probably done their bit to keep British pubs open. Here's a question for you, though. Yeah. Give me a ballpark figure. How many pubs do you reckon you've been to around the world? Pubs Whatever. or bars? Yeah. How on earth can you put a figure on that? Ballpark figure. I wouldn't have a clue. Over a thousand. No. Yes. Surely not. Yes, I reckon so. Hold on, how old am I? You are 36 years old. So in 18 years? <clears throat> I don't know. I reckon you have, you know. I reckon... Maybe 50 places a year? Hold on, how many is that then? I'm not very there good at go. maths. Work it out. But I, I think that for me, drinking... You know, how many places do you go to in uni? Probably every place in the university town. Every place in your hometown. You, every place in York, pretty much. So 50 establishments a year for 18 years is yeah. 900. I reckon it's over 1,000, though. I don't know. Because you find your favourites and you go back to your favourites quite a lot. So, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I think we... I'm Here's not a question, quite, though. Yeah, go on. What actually constitutes a real pub crawl so sure this felt these fellas make a, a lifestyle out of going to pub after pub. yeah but when does a pub crawl end like have you not got a isn't there a time bracket between each pub for it to qualify as a pub crawl have you not got to be you can't go home and go to bed and then continue the next day and that's pub crawl can you no i would agree it has to be a one day thing have you ever have you seen the the world's end Yes, they wonderful. Go. That's a pub crawl. How many pubs right do they get through? I think it's 10 or 11, isn't but it? But do they get around them all? I can't remember. I need to watch that again. Anyway. Without without having spoilers, basically the last one is where <laughs> I seen it. the aliens are. Yeah. I think. It's a good it? film. Isn't that called The World's End? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Anyway. For me, a pub crawl's a day. Anyway. How, what's, what's the most you've ever done? In a day? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've tried pub golf. So you're supposed to get around 18, I did that you? Career, but I don't yeah. think I've ever completed one. I think I completed it, but it was rough. It was horrible. I don't know. I've yeah. done 10 places in a day. Have you ever done... I'm happy enough with that. Part of the pub golf I did was uh, shotgun in a can. Have you ever done that? Like shotgun the Americans like to do. Yeah, you basically like bust a hole in it, open the top, and then like chug it so it lets air in so you can basically like neck a can of beer. It's mental. Anyway, I wouldn't advise it. No, that's not exactly enjoying a savouring a pint, is it? No. Anyway. Excuse me. Shall we go for another beer, sir? Yes, let's do that. What's next on the hit list? Boxcar Home, Home Over There. IPA. Home Over There. Yes, 6.5% volume, 440 milliliters. It's a nice little uh, synopsis on the back. Synopsis. Remember those bleary toddler years where everywhere felt like home? Well, you're still home. Every sound and sight around you is home. Every moment of time in the universe is home. Your face before you were born is a dreamlike expression. It will exist after all has ceased. I take it back. That's weird. Not nice. That's just <laughs> odd. Would you prefer like a very straight description on the back of a can, or do you like the... I like a bit of flowery language, yeah. but that is just completely meta. 
bonkers out there, isn't it? Meta, you're so 21st century. I am so 21st century. So millennial. That pause. Like an egg out of a... Egg. <laughs> egg, egg. Show. egg out of an egg. You know when a yolk flops in there? Yeah, yeah. It's got a bit of meat about it, hasn't it? It's a bit, no, chunk, it's, bit yeah. chunky. It's a considerable haze. Yeah. I'm excited about this one. I am also. We would probably, between us, agree that IPA is our favourite style. It's got nice can art. Yes. In fact, I will just put that on the Instas. Also known as cart. <laughs> you are one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Well, wow. Do you know that? Go on, have you sniffed it? Have you, yeah, sniff- have you sniffed yeah. it? All right. There's a lot going on. Here we go. Boxcar. What did I call the last one? Drink two, drink one. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Oh, good. Number it's two. Pretty full on though. The flavour profile there. Yeah. Too much. Uh, a little bit more than I'm used to. I must admit, from an IPA. Um, there's a little bit. I don't know. There's like a. It sounds like a, it's a bad word to use. Harshness. There's like um, a real. There's a real hit there though. I don't. I can't. Describe it any more eloquently just yet. <laughs> now, one thing that confused me is that that's dense, ridiculous synopsis on the back of the can um, is is um, not uh, mirrored in its in the Boxcar Brewery website because literally the only thing they have on the website is Boxcar is a modern experimental brewery with a production site and tap room in Bethnal Green, London. That is all they say. Then it takes you to its Instagram page. Less is more. Mm. And then for the beer on Untapped, it says Citra Mosaic and Simcoe, mm. bringing juice, refreshment, and some bitterness. I get the juice and the bitterness, definitely. Yeah. Smoothness delivered from the water, our house yeast, and the grain bill. Well, there you go. I'm intrigued as to your first impressions. Mm, yeah. It's dense, isn't it? It's like in flavour, it's really. I think it's not only the flavour. Chewy is yeah. In the in the mouth feel, it's quite heavy as well. Almost the glass feels heavy, <laughs> like with it in it. Uh, yeah, and I think actually the the alcohol itself comes through. Mm, yeah, yeah. Too much. It's I'd a say. very bold IPA, mm. isn't it? Yeah, I guess with 6.5%, you kind of expect something hefty. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's Such any... Um, what's the word? Like, it's not very balanced or... No, know. it's a little brash for my taste. Mm. But, you know, I would imagine people who are really into their IPAs and the modern version of IPAs would really like that. Um, Perhaps for me, it's a little too bold for my taste. I'd like mm. something a bit smoother. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's got it's got a depth of flavour. Um, it's pretty refreshing. It's just it's just quite heavy, heavy in the mouth. Yes. So, uh, do you want to know something? I would love to know something. Are you I sure? Think. Yeah. What is it? It is about some um, cartoony design on can art cartoony tell me more yes so it is a brewery in bristol uh, lost and grounded they're called they've been told by a regulator i don't know which regulator that design 
the design on their cans appeals to children. So it's called <laughs> Running with Scepters. And it shows a tiger and a little beaver and a, what's one of those birds with a big burr, g- gill? The big burp? The big burr. Pelican? Big, that's it, a big pelican, yeah. With a, a scepter in its in their hands. But it does it does look like the front of a children's storybook. But, but, it's, but it's actually a, a Why does it matter beer? what the can of beer looks like? Because well, you're going to get a child browsing an alcohol aisle and if... The parents with them, they go, no, that's beer, you can't have it. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. What's well, the issue? Let, let me tell you specifically what the issue is. Please the issue do. is apparently the Portman Group um, says that it's in breach of its code, which specifies that a drink's name, packaging, and any promotional material or activity should not have a particular appeal to under 18s. The group is funded by the alcohol industry and said basically it was that the cartoony animals walking in procession up a hill in the style of illustrations from the Where the Wild Things Are children's book is against what but they suggest. they can't buy it, can they? Animals. They can't go and buy that. No, they can't, but I guess the point is that it appeals to oh, kiddies. What a, what a load of rot. Rot! You, Tommy! You're Tommy telling rot. me, like, for example, the boxcar label, it's lovely artwork, it's, it's bright, it's... Sort of sort of thing you'd see on Instagram, isn't it? Those sort of pictures. You tell me that doesn't appeal to like a sixteen-year-old, for example. It's nonsense. Come I don't have a sixteen-year-old. Well, I love a sunset over the sea. Yeah, well, it's a nice. Why wouldn't you like that on Instagram? I think, I think Maybe I'm too old. The point but, is that like a kid might walk past and go, "Oh, look at the tiger!" But they can't buy the it. Can walk in in a so line. what? They can't buy it. Oh, get a grip, world. <laughs> Ridiculous nonsense. Next. Well, yeah, we will see what happens. Not to that one. Yeah, grumpy old bastard. Bitter middle-aged Simcoe hop to the man. Absolutely. How's this going at the minute? Yeah, it's nice. It's Mm. nice. But, um, yeah, too heavy. I actually, like, how many of those could you drink? I'd stick to one. I think half a can, and I'll probably be content with that. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like the colour. I think it looks probably better than it tastes, actually. It does, yeah. I think but it has a nice appeal to it. I'm very aware I'm drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't say that's a bad thing, but I'm no, very aware. No, I think aware. that's it. As I say, the, uh, the sort of alcoholy taste comes through. And again, we were actually discussing this earlier, weren't we? I don't know what this scientific term is, but there is a scientific term for whatever the alcohol is in it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm really getting that up front. Come, it hits you first, and it actually it lingers. It as well. does. I was just going to say that's a mouthfeel that's staying there for a while. Mm. That's what you like, isn't it? First mouthfeel, the lingering mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. So uh, I reckon we finish this hefty beast and then return with our yes. third beer. Oh of yeah, the evening. I'm behind you. You're going to go do a rinsey room? A rinsey room. Okay, so on to the third beverage, which is the BBNO, which we actually worked out stands for Brew by Numbers. So this is a farmhouse ale, saison, apparently, called Old Tom Gin, 5% volume. And it says, we've married our traditional saison recipe with Old Tom Gin from our friends at Jensen's Distillery to create an incredibly aromatic Belgian ale. Shouldn't it be Belgian ale? 
Yes. Our house yeast. No, it says Belgium here. I'm not a stupid moron. Okay, I'll let you off. Our house yeast pairs perfectly with Jensen's blend of botanicals, ushering in a refreshing taste of spring. And we are just about in spring now, so that is perfect. Cool. Now it has a rating of five dots, and it says malt two, mm. hops two, mm. yeast four, bitterness. Let's see if we agree. Interesting. I thought the last beer was quite yeasty. Yeasty. So, and yeah, that wasn't my favourite. So I am intrigued by what BB now has to do. Did you hear what it actually stands for? Yes. What? Summit that you said. I did hear, I can't remember. Brew. Yes. By. Yes. Num. Makes sense. So they were founded in 2010. I quite like this can, by the way, because it's I all do. black it's with blick. the white um, name it's, on the can. It, it's blick. But the top of the can is black as well. It's all very nice. Uh, let me do it on Ooh, thingy. You've been fancy. Are you but, checking it on our Facebook page? No, I'm putting it on, yeah, Instas. Uh, okay. I've done the Instas. last two. So I'm doing this Followers at Aletales Podcast, if you don't know, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you don't, we'll send the boys around uh-huh. to get you. <laughs> And we do have boys. Do we? Yeah. I mean, yes. We've got the boys. <laughs> number three is this one. Isn't it? No, it's number one. Shit. You know, with that massive one on the front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, but this is technically being number three. There we go. So, pour that for me, please. I would love to, Daniel. And I will tell you more about Bubino. Now, I'm not Ooh. sure if, if I really enjoy an acronym. Is it an acronym? I think it's an acronym. Yes. But, again, it's, it's as we were discussing off mic earlier, whether we think that branding is actually taking it's over. It's driving the beer, the craft beer movement, mm. isn't it? Branding mm. is. Ooh, that's, that's more... It's pale, isn't it? It's like straw. That's coloured. a lot lighter than I expected from a black can. But, you know, farmhouse says on it makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? Well, of course it does, but when you put it in a black can, you kind of think... That's going to be Blick. Well, I quite like the uh, juxtaposition. Oh, oh you just absolutely poured that all over. My, now you're doing that on Overspill. Mike as well. You just, yeah. Sorry, Mike. Well done. <laughs> don't do it to Mike. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Is it all about the branding? I think there is such an emphasis on, well, uh, <laughs> that, that hit, hit you me, in the nozzle, hit that me in the little face, yeah. sniff um, of the beer. I think it is there is such an emphasis on branding nowadays Are you because saying emphasis, emphasis um, because it's a very crowded marketplace, isn't it? So you mm. go into a beer shop and you are presented with a plethora of jazzy cans, and so you got to stand out. So you got to offer something different. You know, for example, this black can. The design is very simple, but it's because everyone else has gone like yeah. color boom, color that, blue. That stands out, doesn't it? I like it. So. I haven't got anything against the marketing current, you know, obsession with creating these beautiful brands mm. on the shelves per se, as long as the beer beneath it that backs it good, up, yeah. you know? Well, let's be honest, we decided on the London theme, yes. but we were in the shop and we were looking at the prettiest cans, really, weren't we? Well, that's like what the, takes your eye, doesn't it? The first can, starting on Heaven, is, has got some nice artwork on it. Mm. The boxcar, I think, was style over substance. It was a bit of a... Yeah, you know, it's got like a... What's that? A sunset and a 
Uh, sunset over the sea as well next yeah. to it. That's, and then this nice. one is just really like black and white, hit you in the face. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, really kind of... It's distinctive, isn't it? All yeah. three of those styles are very distinctive. But when you... You can just... I, I don't know. I think that's why craft beer is appealing to more people because it's played into people's perceptions of... I don't know, just this kaleidoscope of colours. It's just... I don't know. It, it breaks barriers that traditional beer didn't. Trap mm. beer, whatever you want to call it. Didn't do that. It's got that wow factor with the marketing and the brand and it seduces people in to try this stuff, which is great. Um, but for me, the problem where marketing becomes a problem is where you haven't got the beer beneath the back sill. The, you know, I don't want to spend £5 on a can because they've blown their marketing budget. Blown their... Um, and then the beer isn't that nice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. My first initial reaction to this, mm. I was like, that tastes like something. <laughs> Can you guess what? What beer do I think that tastes like? I don't know. I'm not sure what you're going to say. It tastes like an Erdinger to me. You know what? I get that from the smell, actually. Mm. That is like an Erdinger. Erdinger. Mm. I think that's really nice, and I'm not necessarily mm. usually drawn to a saison. I no. don't think there's as much bitterness as you usually get with a saison. The word that I was struggling for for the last beer for the boxcar was subtlety, and you said it off mic. Off mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the boxcar lacks subtlety, whereas this has it. It's yeah. it's a nice, subtle, yeah, well done, well <laughs> thought out. Like it doesn't just smack in the face. No, it's got a bit of depth to it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, I would say uh, that's my favourite beer so far. Mm, yeah, really like that. Yeah. Yep. But is it? I mean, you say that you don't usually go for this style no. of beer, but is it that the style of beer is actually doing it for you tonight? Because you said you didn't really think a Hell's was particularly yeah, great. Maybe, maybe it's a reaction to what we've already drunk. But um, I don't know. For me, saisons are usually too bitter. Um, and I, yeah, I like. You know, a, a bitter per se. I like a pint of bitter, but the saisons usually are a bit too like weird bitter. I don't know. Just the flavour profile is a bit mm. off kilter for me. But this is really palatable. I think it's a good entry level saison. Maybe you know, for a seasoned saison veteran. Maybe. A seasoned saison veteran. But yes. as a as an entry level saison, I would highly recommend this beer. Absolutely, I'm Love enjoying it. it so far. Cheers, Daniel. Love it. Uh, so, can you guess what this got on Untapped? Because it surprises me somewhat. Although Untapped is always Surprised a bit of a fickle beast, isn't it? Okay, so it's not as good as I'm going to expect it to be, is it? Yes. Mm, well, with the old cynical hat on, then put myself in other people's shoes. Maybe it's a two point seven five. Oh no, it's higher than that. Good, good, good. Three point two five. It's three point five four. Does that surprise good. you and how high it is? It pleases me. Mm. Yeah, I would give that a good solid four out of five, actually. And mm. I've been more critical of my beer scores recently on yeah. Untapped. Yeah. Which I, is a great I app if you don't have it, by the way. Excellent. That is a very solid beverage. Indeed. But it's people like this. <laughs> Not much going on here for me. Do feel I'm drinking this at the wrong time of year. Summer refresher, maybe. Well... 
Yeah, I but, think you know, that's accessible flavour. Yeah, we're sat here in March. In the spring. And this is fine for yeah. us. There's a lot of Russian reviews on there. Really? Yeah. Okay. Gin, botanicals, and funk. Yum. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> no, it does it for me. It really does. Like, I wouldn't go into a bar and order an Erdinger, but. I could have this, a pint of that, though. Yeah. This, what, Erdinger? Well, yeah, but this also. But this as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could do a pint, but this half yeah. a can is is right on the money, on the nosicles for me. <laughs> do you want me to tell you about my uppouring pint in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? I would love you to. Uppouring? So, yeah, what on earth does that mean? It's basically just an Instagram fad, really. And actually, it takes. Nah, it probably is exactly the same amount of time to pour a pint. But it just looks incredible when they do it. So upcouring, this goes up the glass. <laughs> yes. I presume. So they How the hell does that work? Well, I was what actually with, what I, with gravity. I was studying the, the cups very carefully. It's cups. it's well they're like plastic, it's not glass. Okay. So they they're they're plastic cups, basically, pints, plastic pints, and they stick them on the whatever it is, nozzle. Uh, and then it's got like a rubber stopper what, so it's at the bottom. Yeah, so it's steel, the sealed of, at the bottom. Yeah, okay. so when you stick it on, it goes like... like so that. the plastic and pint then, glass is held upside down? No, no. And this thing's stuck to the bottom? They literally put the pint glass on straight up the regular way onto this little thing. Uh, and then, it yeah, it pours it upwards and creates the perfect pint, supposedly. Oh, so but it's I pushing it's the a, beard down the sides of the glass so it rises? I've no idea. Well, no, it no, it goes up. It, it literally goes up. It does go up, but so so it does. But they do it with the I don't know Heineken. I think they had and they had um, what's it called? I told you earlier. What's it called? I still can't remember. Uh, neck oil. Uh, Beaver, Beaver Town. Beaver yeah. Town. Beaver Town Neck Oil. Take on, it down to Beaver Town on, on tap as well. <laughs> but hold on. I will not. Hold what's on. it called? Down down pouring. Down no up 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 pouring. <laughs> Pour up up top up. But I don't, I don't get know. that because you're saying it's pouring it into the glass. No, but no, 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 right. So and it's right. There is no <laughs> there is no Isn't like just normal. But you know, regular tap at the top where you're pouring it into the sure. Cup. You put the cup on a thing. Yeah. That goes, and you can like literally hear it go like that. Wonderful. And then. I was looking at the cup at the bottom, and it has got like a rubber stopper at the bottom, so it clearly pushes that up. And then it fills from the bottom. Oh, I see. In, I wasn't following you the first time yeah, at yeah. all. So that's weird. Yeah, but it didn't taste any better. It didn't, <laughs> didn't pour it any quicker. I but think you enjoyed just, the novel experience. And there was people around going like, in, you know, Instagram like, ooh, I didn't do it. Maybe I did. No, I didn't. I actually didn't do it. I didn't Instagram it. But it is ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think there's room for theatre, cocktail theatre, if you like, around beer? Um, or you're not interested? Yeah, why not? Why not? I'd go for it. I'd take it. Because, yeah, throwing about a cocktail shaker and a glass and all that is fun and interesting. We've done it ourselves, haven't we? A bit of a cocktail class. Yeah. So why not? Let's let's maybe introduce a bit of theatre into beer pouring. But interesting. I don't think that adds a great deal to the style, quality or speed of a beer been poured. Maybe don't expect up-pouring at your local Weatherspoons <laughs> any time now. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god. What what what's happening here? This Did, is a very red beer. Can you recreate no. your original no. reaction to it? Oh, no. I'm so disappointed I didn't get that on mic. Does smell of something that is unpleasant. Let's be honest, your initial reaction was Oh this smells of farts. Yes. And then No, we're not gonna do the next bit. <laughs> it's very red. Make it that way you will. Yeah. Right, what what is it? What's what what's happening? Well, this is cherry aid, isn't it? <laughs> cherry aid. So this is the Chica Sour Amaze Marada Sour Beer, four point nine percent from Hamilton. A unique sour beer based on the traditional Peruvian soft drink Chica Marada. This fruity beer is brewed with Maize Marada. Peruvian purple corn and soured naturally before going through a traditional fermentation process. The end product is an unusual and delicious beer that highlights the incredible flavours that come from exotic ingredients. <gasps> I have no real clear idea as to what to expect from this, but isn't that can crazy? I love the design. It's got a snake being attacked by a cat of some description with a bird with a ball sack on its head <laughs> like a turkey type thing with some lightning bolts it's got all the colours of the rainbow on it what is a maize morada sour beer it's a Peruvian style beer there you sure. go I wasn't actually listening to you before good Sorry. thank um, you fills me with confidence for our listeners <laughs> do you want to know more Peruvian about Peruvian purple corn is maize morada oh that's what it's brewed with purple corn purple corn who knew such a thing existed what are you getting? What are you getting? Do you want me to repeat my earlier no, comments? No, 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 I don't want that, no. that I, I was slightly upset that I didn't get it on mic, but actually it's probably best that I didn't. No, I don't mean that. But oh, that... the farts. No, I don't I don't get farts, I get fruit. It I smells get... like something you've walked on in wellies. Mm. Do you know what, actually... Oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> it actually reminds me of... Um, with you saying walked on in wellies uh-huh. when I was in Uganda mm-hmm. there was a certain thing called a jackfruit Okay. and when that fell on the floor off of a tree which it often did because it was heavy it didn't well you're looking scared it didn't hit anyone it probably did hit yeah, people concerned. but it like fell on the floor and rotted and smelt a bit shit fermenty yeah a bit crap yeah a bit fermenty it smells a bit like that but taste-wise, it doesn't taste like rotten or fermented. It I tastes... get raspberries. Yeah. I actually really like that. And I'm not a huge sour person. It's not too much. It's not no. absolutely up in your grill. And considering the bloody colour of it, it's neon, isn't it? Nearly. It is. <laughs> it's a very the vibrant is, red. It is actually kind of scary, yeah. It is, as you say, it's like a cherryade or a raspberry type. Yeah, more cherry than raspberry, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's really nice. Mm. (laughs) Given the colour of it, it actually tastes quite natural. (laughs) Mm. Mm. It tastes like like fermented fruit. Lightly carbonated, I'd say. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's lovely. Do you want to know more about Hamilton Brewery? Please, hit me up. It is a microbrewery. Okay. More to come on that conversation later. Whatever that means. Based in Islington, Mm -hmm. brewing small batch beers with the aim to bring great tasting beer back to the borough and also re-established the Hamilton Brewery name in London. Hamilton Brewery originally began brewing in London in 1868, 
Wow. Sad- Best I've heard of them. Sadly, it ceased to brew in the late 1950s and was later demolished in 2014. A member of the Hammerson family decided to resurrect a member of its family. No, the family name in brewing. It also brings back brings brewing back to Islington, a London borough with a great beer-making heritage. Good work. Hamilton Beers Day are based on modern and traditional brewing techniques. Team are lovers of all things beer, and our beers are influenced not just by English beers, but great beers found across the globe. The team consists of several people. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Insightful. Um, Yeah. What do you think of this one, then? I I, I actually really like it. I actually really do. It's, uh, yeah, it's surprisingly tart, but <laughs> why are you looking scared of the know. word tart? I don't know. It's but, uh, but, but enjoyable. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It's leaving a bit there. Tart, tartness in my mouth, but that's to be expected. Yeah. Elaine really doesn't like that, so don't do that. Have you paused it? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I thought there was an off-mic comment. Good. Um... What next, Daniel? You want want to talk something? I want to talk something. Or what about, can I introduce you to Guinness Clear? Oh, could you? Oh, yes. Would you? Oh, it sounds exciting, doesn't it? Guinness Clear. Okay. Speaking of Elaine, it was her that introduced me to this particular article. Okay. Mm. Well done, Elaine. Thank Mm. you for contributing. Part of the team. Behind the scenes. Um... Guinness Clear is a new marketing tool by the very clever people in Dublin. Um, and can you guess what Guinness Clear... Well, you know. <laughs> what is Guinness Clear, Daniel? The listeners may not be able to guess, but they probably will be able to guess because it's quite obvious. Yes. Guinness Clear is basically a pint of water and it's trying to get <laughs> rid of the... The... What's the word? Issues, the... Um, you know, when you feel like you can't ask for a pint of water at the bar. And you should be able to, shouldn't you? You should, yeah. And, you know, when there are so... When we're in a world of so many fabulous beers on tap and keg and all that. And you, you want know, to try them all, all Exactly. At once. You need a little breather. There's no harm in that. We had a couple of it's Guinness clears earlier, didn't we? We had one or two, yes. Mm. Now, I do wonder if you go up to a bar and say, could I have a pint of Guinness clear, whether they go... The fuck you on about, mate. But yeah, but as Guinness point out on their website, drinking water on a night out helps keep you hydrated, helps keep you helps you moderate your drinking, and um, it takes your body about an hour to process a unit of alcohol. Spacing your drinks with water gives your body time to process the alcohol in your system. So essentially, it means you can drink beer for longer. What is not to like? But the advert is quite clever as well isn't it it's very clever because they pour the water into a guinness glass obviously so you get the whole branding thing and you go ah that's a really responsible message but it's cool delivered in a cool way well done that is awesome marketing by guinness absolutely tip my hat but i also think like we're sat here with a carafe of water in front of us yeah well part of the reason clean our palate between beers yeah we are not experts but we don't want to go from a you know saison to a goes and not know what we're talking about we are the unsullied what <laughs> is that a game of thrones reference uh-huh. that's dead to me 
absolutely dead to me. I'm a year year too late. You're absolutely behind the times. I remember I actually thought about suggesting a Game of Thrones-based episode at one stage, but that would have very much dated. Well, coronavirus coronavirus (laughs) allowing... Coronavirus. Coronavirus allowing, I will be in Croatia and Dubrovnik, which is a setting for... Game of Thrones, isn't it? When? Uh, in May. Oh, very nice. For the wedding of Ali and Mark, oh. two dear friends of ours, friends of ours. Um, Are you struggling to speak now? I yes, yes. Is it, is it four the... hefty beers in? Yeah. yeah, and the rest earlier today. Um, yes, so I shall tr- endeavour to bring a, back a Croatian beer for this very podcast. Excellent to try. Yeah. Well, we were looking at Spanish beers as well earlier, so that's... Yeah, weirdly, our local beer shop has got a plethora of Spanish beers. Yeah, two main breweries from Spain, but a lot of different beers Mm. from those two breweries. So maybe we'll go, yeah, Possibly, but right now we're on London. Mm. Where's your mindset at the minute? Because obviously we've got the wild card to throw in. Yeah. But where where are you at in terms of the rankings? So let me just remind you, we had the Session Hells... Starting on Heaven by Brick Brewery. Um, middle of the road for me. Middle of the road. A good hells, but hells for me is always going to be middle of the road. We had Boxcar Home over there, IPA. Yep. That was the IPA. That was too heavy for me, so it's not where I'd usually rank an IPA. And we had Personal the Brew by Numbers, BB No uh, Saison, Old Tom Gin. Which, surprisingly, I enjoyed very much. And then we are currently on the... Chica Sour Maze Morada. I would rank Saison top. This Cheeky Sour second place. Crikey, we have I'd go the Hells in third place and the IPA <gasps> bottom, which you're I putting, never thought I'd do. You're putting yeah. the IPA I am, yeah. on the bottom. But this is the beauty, and we've talked about the craft beer scene, this is the beauty of it. There's so much variety out there. Mm. The three styles that I would normally consider not my... Buzz and Buddy compared to an IPA, they've outranked it today. Absolutely. Good stuff. Mm. <laughs> and so, Holiday Rules is our wild card beer tonight, Daniel. At raspberry and chocolate brownie stout. Mm. What'd you do make you, of that? Do you, well, I don't know. The Sorry. idea of it. Oh, the idea of it repulses me. <laughs> but, uh, what do you think it means? Oh, like, my days. Holiday get a, Rules. Get a sniff of that. Like... Holiday rules! Or like the rules of the holiday. No, I think we're thinking it. Holiday rules saying it's like you can have what the fuck you want. Um, And raspberry and chocolate brownie sums that up. 10% this is. This is a. It's probably not a great thing to finish on. I mean, it's a Saturday night, so we'll be alright. Yeah. But when our wives listen to this, they'll be like, what were they doing? What are they doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tasting notes intense, dark, deluxe. I'm not sure I've ever read that. Additions, chocolate, vanilla, raspberry, lactose. Mmm. Yeah. Dark, sweet chocolate and bright, fruity raspberry brought together with smooth vanilla. See, this is what makes you think it's like holiday rules apply. Like, as Let in... Let me put you up. As in when it's when it's the holiday. Yeah. This isn't going to work. This oh, my work. word. Oh, look at that. Dark. But it says on the uh, untapped site, on the untapped description, it says 10% stout for breakfast. Question mark. Uh, no. Holiday rules apply. Dot dot dot. So like, it, you're on holiday, you can have whatever you want. Yeah. So not like my holiday rules. But I want to have this for breakfast. <laughs> it's a breakfast beer, man. Oh man, this look. I and mean, then it, this looks hefty. And then it has 
Coco, Cocoa, Cocoa, Cocoa in the mash. Tick. Cocoa nibs in the kettle. What's a Cocoa, Cocoa nib? I have no idea, mate. That's right in the mic again. Right into mic. Sorry, Mike. Raspberries in fermentation. Tick. Vanilla. Tick. Oats. Tick. Lactose. Tick. Party. Tick. So this is a relatively new brewer, um, 2013, pressure, pressure drop. drops, yeah, yeah. Um, That's seven years old, mate. Yeah, but you know, as a child of the 80s, that feels relatively <laughs> new. <laughs> well, I can tell you a little more about them. So Ben, Sam and Graham started pressure drop in 2013, making 50 litre batches in Graham's garden shed. Nice one, After Graham. upgrading to a five Barrel bull, what's BBL again? Five BBL kit and spending no a few years in a railway arch in Hackney. Yep, we are the stereotype. We found our home in Tottenham. Yay, we are Tottenham, super right. Tottenham. You are, yeah. We now employ a small team of great people and have a bigger, nicer and shinier 20 BBL brew kit. We're making the best beer that we can in styles that we want to enjoy and hope that you will too. How's your dog, Ben? He's fine, he's trigger. Good. Good boy. Uh, yeah, so that's that's this uh, thing. I just looked up BBL. It says British Bas- Basketball League. That's not it. I don't think that's probably relevant. Um, have you had a sip yet? Uh, I have not. I mean, get your <laughs> nozzle around that. Sorry. That is pure brownie. Isn't it? That is pure brownie. What, like chocolate brownie? Yeah. As opposed... No, I'm not going to ask that question. Mm. Oh, by the way, there's serious sediment at the bottom of that one. Yeah, I've just seen in the glint in the bottom oh, of your glass. Yeah. Likewise. No. No. Uh, so it's also come up with Bob. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's also come up with Bob Beers, who's a politician that was born in 1951. That's a great name, Bob Beers. Bob Beers. Um, beer measurement. I know I'm showing my. Uh, Idiocy here. I think it's just a barrel, basically. Barrel. Burr, 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 burr. Anyway, we beer thought barrels. the name Holiday Rules was quite interesting with this beer, didn't we? But we also had to think about ridiculous beers that we would give names to ourselves if we were to brew. If we? if we were to brew, which should never happen, really. But John, must give you one. If we were, I'd love you to give me one. So mine are a little bit of a piss take of people's beer choices today. So. um I'd want to create like an incredibly hazy beer, like a dense fog of beer, and call it Clarity. Um, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as funny when I read it out, actually. Um, when you when you first came up with it, you were probably like, "I'm a genius." I thought it was really funny, yeah. And then uh, I'd have like a pilsner that I'd call Gobshite, um, and like have it at a hefty eight percent ABV because you know. I think that really well, works. Drink I think what you have to it. consider, like uh-huh. you're, you're saying these now, yeah. and maybe you're thinking actually they're not as funny as when you first wrote them down. Uh-huh. But actually, if you imagine somebody going to the bar, and go, or, yeah, or, or a pint of clarity, and then getting like this hazy motherfucker, yeah, yeah, well, it works. There was the thought process, yeah. yeah. And uh, there was another one, you know, because people overthink craft beer these days. So I'd like no, nobody overthinks it. So I chuck all the hops at it, and it'd be like have it ridiculously. I'd like the the description on the label would cover the whole can, 
Nice. Very Would it be like verbose, like ridiculous language, like remember those bleary toddler years? Yeah, but it'd be like it'd read like, like a chapter in a book. Yeah. Um, and basically, it would have this ridiculously complex flavor. Pro- oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, flavor profile, uh, but it would have because it's ridiculous in its concept. It would have a ridiculous name, so it'd have like fourteen letters and one vowel. Give me an there. example. So like. <laughs> and people have to go and ask for a commission. That's just sounds. I mean, they'd probably just go, I want one of those. Yeah, yeah. But I'd make them pay like £7.50 or for they'd it. just not order it. And that would be take it, me taking the mick out of the like yeah. overly discerning twats who just like right. want to like have this ridiculous So from the start, thing. you would just take the piss out of your Essentially, yeah. Your fans. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy with that. Well, I, I also decided that <laughs> I would write down a few um my first one as a literary man was grape expectations (laughs) 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 which didn't have anything to do with grapes Uh, Uh, good (laughs) then i have frank bruno's bruno's which packed a punch oh dear (laughs) god You see, I think these are very good. Again, a child of the 80s. <laughs> and then I would have Corona Volume 2. We promise this one won't kill you. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's snappy marketing. <laughs> there you go, you see. Did you see that news story there about Corona really struggling? Yeah, well, it's of... knocked millions off their share prices and yeah. stuff, hasn't it? You yeah. know, the stocks have really... You just eat crisps I'm just eating crisps. That's, that's what that's all about. Oh, okay. um, so this final beer... Is not to my taste. I think, but we always try and be edgy with our wild card, mm. and this is edgy. To be fair, that tastes of chocolate brownie, doesn't it? <sighs> I'm not even getting chocolate. I am. I'm getting ridiculous. That literally tastes like a chocolate brownie. I'm not necessarily getting avert raspberries, which promised on the pervert raspberries. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I like that. That is not as um, it's not as sweet and dense as you might expect. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not having a full pint of that. I might, I might not even finish it. Really? I don't think I'm going to finish that. So, so where, what, what's your best night then? What, where are you ranking uh, bad boys here? I've given you mine already. You have, and I think I'm I'm kind of there with you. Which is number one for you? I think I'd actually go the oh BB no for me. He's only gone and picked out the saison. The saison. Followed by the sour, followed by the hellas, mm-hmm. then probably the IPA. Wow, and then I, I, I put this last for me. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make, it wouldn't make the cut. It just, I, I do, you know, you know me, you know, you know me. <laughs> I like some strong beers. Yeah, I like some dark beers, but this is just too strong, too dark, too too much for me. Fine. I mean, I would possibly agree with your ranking. I'd probably switch your last two fourth and fifth place round. But yeah, we have a clear winner. The Bibine. Yeah, the Citon. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. London. Great. You know program. what I've taken from tonight? I thought all London beer was crap, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. I didn't think they had much because when they try and do trad beer, it's generally trad beer. not up to Yorkshire standards 
That's I my that's my take on it. Uh, but their craft beer, fair enough. I mean, I've really enjoyed the yeah, variety tonight. Yeah. I remember going, going down on. to London when I was a, a big rugby man uh-huh. to go see the London Broncos, and I remember like my dad and his mates and that going, "Oh god, craft beer like Thames water, like all this," and like Fuller's was the only thing you could get. Yeah, London Pride and all that We've sort. We've come of a long shit. way, haven't we? Yeah, well, baby. Yeah, there's, I mean, this is just a, a mere selection oh, of London board breweries, off. yeah. And obviously you've got the bigger the bigger breweries, which maybe is a conversation for next time mm. about what actually is a craft beer. Uh, we were potentially going to get to that this time, but I think we're, we're pretty much out of time, <laughs> I reckon. So, yeah, I think these are four, five, well, five rather, yeah, fantastic brewers. That uh, that deserve a place in in the annals of history. Yeah. Well done, London. Well done, London. Yeah, you're not as disappointing as we thought. <laughs> <laughs> you're sincerely Yorkshire. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Ale Tales. If you liked the show tonight, please share. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell someone in the street. Stop them. Don't let them leave your grasp before you tell them about Ale Tales podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, at Ale Tales Podcast. Follow us. Get involved. Have your say. Tell us what we should focus on in the next episode. Get involved. Spread the word. Thank you very much. Good night. (laughs) 